Lord, thank you for joining us, and you may be seated. Thank you, Arthur. Woo! Glory! <laughs> when the Spirit gets to moving. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Good morning online. Thank you for joining us. Happy Sunday, everybody. It's good to be alive. Amen? Thanks for coming out. Is everyone awake this morning? <laughs> I'm alive. Amen? Say, I'm alive. I think we could use a greeter and an usher. How about you on Sunday morning? So if you want to volunteer for that, just out front until about 10.45, greeting people and then helping them usher into their seats. That'd be awesome. Amen forever. Let's pray, shall we? Father, we thank you for where two or three are gathered. You're right here in our midst. I thank you for the remnant you've chosen. Out of your people, you always chose a remnant to do great exploits. Thank you for choosing a remnant and anointing a remnant to turn the world right side up. We give you all the praises for choosing us today. Every hair on our head is numbered. You called us. You appointed us. It says before the world even began. You had plans for us. Great plans. Plans to prosper us and not to harm us. Plans to give us a great hope and future. I thank you for that hope that resides in each one of us through the living Lord Jesus Christ, our hope and glory. And we give you all the praises that he's in our midst today, Father. Thank you, Jesus Christ, anointed one, O King, for dwelling in our midst. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We receive a fresh word and touch today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for ministering the word to us and giving us clarity and understanding and insight into it. Thank you, Father, that we are faithful to cast the whole of our cares, whatever they may be, over on you, for you care for us. So we just give you those cares right now we've been holding or dealing with, and we cast them on you, our Lord and Savior, our King, our Deliverer, our Prince of Peace, Lord of Lords. Thank you for taking them, and I refuse to take them back. I give them to you, you handle them. I don't need to handle them. You're God, not me. Thank you for taking them, as your word says. And I'm free indeed. Say that with me. I am free. I am free. And free indeed. Free. Ain't nobody going to hold me back. <laughs> Amen. Well, happy Sunday, everyone. And Shelly, thank you for joining us. Farthest distance travel, Ohio. Can anyone beat Ohio? Anyone? All right. You win. Lunch is on us. <laughs> Farthest traveled. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. We're going to continue our study in the book of Philippians. <laughs> Philippians. General Electric Power Company. Pat Art Aragon. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. So we're right here in Philippians between Ephesians and Colossians. And this is our book of joy. The book of the word joy, Arthur's mentioned here 19 times more than any other book. And I, I feel the spirit of joy when I read it. When we're teaching these messages, there's a spirit of joy. Amen. And um, if you think you had a bad day, just go to the book of Philippians. Amen. You'll feel better. <laughs> if you think you had a, Paul, a bad day. So Paul is imprisoned here, and he's giving this letter to, to the church of Philippi to us. And what a great letter it is. Again, the, book, the word joy is in here 19 times, more than any other book. And scholars say he was kept in prison under the city, and that, um, that prison had sewage going through it. And at times, sewage would be up to Paul's necks and chains and shackles. That's what scholars have said. And... Um, he gave us the book on joy. I just think that's amazing, don't you? <laughs> that in the worst circumstances, God gives Paul a book on joy for the church, for us. Amen? So again, if you think you've had a bad month, a bad day, just keep that in mind when you read the book of Philippians to you and me. Amen? What a great book it is. Praise God. And then uh, the book of Job, I taught on that last week. 
Oh, if you weren't here for Philippians part one, it's saved on Facebook. You can go there and catch up on Philippians one. Amen. And then I've been speaking on Job lately, and scholars have now proven that the book of Job took place during a uh, course, a period, of just 9 to 12 months. So it wasn't a majority of Job's life, like some people have thought. It's a 9 to 12 monther. And that's a pretty bad year, <laughs> nonetheless. But if you think you had a bad year, just go to the book of Job, amen? And get refreshed, and you'll just see at the end of Job, God restored Job a double for his trouble. And I believe that's what this year is, 2022. Double for your trouble. Amen? Double for your trouble. The year of the open hand of God. Book recommendation I love, and I, I was going to try to order it, but if you go on Amazon yourself or jerrysavelle.org and order it, it's called If Satan Can't Steal Your Joy. And I encourage you to buy that book and read it this week while we're in the book of joy with me. Amen? If Satan Can't Steal Your Joy by Jerry Savelle. It's a quick read. You can read it in a day. Amen? But it'll boost your joy up as well. And it'll fit this message. Praise God. Everyone take note of that. It's a good book. You're going to like it. If Satan can't steal your joy, he can't take your goods. Amen? So keep your joy alive. Bless you. You're blessed. Blessed coming in. Blessed going out. Blessed in the city. Blessed in the field. 24-7 blessing. Amen? So we left off here on Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12. So we're going to pick up here. At Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12. Does anyone have a Bible with them today? Just bring your Bibles, you know. Oh, wave it. Make the devil mad. Amen. This is your covenant. Amen. Over 7,000 purchases are now given to you through this book. Amen. That Jesus purchased on our behalf. So it's good to have a copy of your purchases anywhere you go. Amen. Praise Jesus. This is what you have. So he says here in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12. Therefore, my beloved. Say, I'm his beloved. <laughs> as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, or, you know, not just around your pastors, or not around, you know, men of God, but on your own as well. As you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Okay, raise your hand and say, I have responsibility. I have responsibility. God showed me what my part is here. So if you need saving in your finances, if you need saving in your marriage, if you need saving in your body or your health or in your relationships or in your job, it's up to you to work out your own salvation, he says, with fear and trembling. Hebrews says, labor to enter into his rest. So it's up to us to labor and work the word and obtain our salvation that's already been given. Because Jesus already said it is finished right. on the cross. He said it is finished. My work's done. It's up to you to receive it now. So you're going to have to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And I'm right there helping you as well. To work out my will according to my pleasure and my purpose and plan at the same time. As you work on you, I'll work on you, he says. Amen? But he says, he who comes to God must first believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Amen? So you've got to come to God knowing that he's going to bless you and reward you for drawing close to him. Amen? Amen? He's a giver. He's the ultimate giver. He said, God loves a cheerful giver. If he wasn't a cheerful giver, he couldn't say that. Because you're made in the same exact image and likeness. Amen? So he says, Not in my presence only, but not much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you. He's your helper, the Holy Ghost. Praise God, we got a helper. Amen? For it is God who works in you both to will and to do to carry out his word and his will for his good pleasure. Say, I live to please God. And there's Psalms 35, 27. It says, I say continually, Lord has pleasure 
pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. So the Lord ain't got no pleasure in his children being broke. Amen. The Lord ain't got no pleasure in his children being sick. The Lord takes pleasure in our prosperity when we're prospering. So that means I should be prospering 24-7, right? If God takes pleasure and I'm living to give him pleasure, I should be prospering all the time. Amen? Amen. Amen. I believe for income every day. Income, come in. That's what income means. Come in. You got to call it in. Amen? Come in. Can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Amen. Praise God. So you got a mouth and we got to use it. So he says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Know how to manage your words and use them in this life as a king, to reign in this life as a king. And call in what you want. Call in what's been given to you already. Amen? And don't stop till you have it. Amen? Because the adversary will try to fight you from every blessing. Have you noticed? So you have an adversary you've got to wrestle with and get over. And the word puts you over. Amen? It'll put you above him in this life as a king and queen. Amen? The word works. It's our weapon of warfare. You know, when Jesus was dead to the wilderness, he didn't say, wait, Satan, let me come up with a prophetic word. I'm hearing the voice of God. Mm. No, he said, it is written three times and chased off the devil with the written word of God. So we do the same thing. Amen? It ain't time to pause. It's a time to be equipped with the scripture to chase the devil off when you're under attack. Amen? So you got to be already equipped with the armor of God before he even attacks you, right? Amen? I've noticed this, that after every breakthrough, every blessing, be on guard. Because the devil's going to try to snatch it away from you. So that's not a time to rest and keep your armor down. That's a time to build it back up. After the service, I pray in tongues. Amen? Why? Because the enemy's going to try to come immediately after the service, mainly through offense, to try to steal the, the word from your and mine heart. Amen? That's the number one trick he uses is offense. Fear is right there too. But offense and fear go hand in hand. So I'm just warning you. After the word, be prepared to stand. Amen? And having it all to the stand, stand there for it in the word you heard, and just be a doer of it. Amen. It's the doer of the word that changes our lives. It's what we do, the doing of the word, that changes us. Amen. That's the word we retain, is the word we do. Not the word we hear. It's the word we say and do, that we know. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It's the word you do that you know. Amen. Amen. Praise God. That's good. Praise Jesus. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Oh, verse 14. You ready for this? Circle this verse. <laughs> Highlight this verse. Amen? Because everybody who has a body needs this. And we see here in Philippians, Paul's struggle with the flesh and the spirit as well. That's what I get from chapter 2 here. And chapter 3 as well. I see his struggle with the flesh here. Every man going to struggle with the flesh. Amen? He said the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's why I glory in my infirmities or weaknesses, he says. Amen. Stirring up his spirit, man. Leaning on the, the, the power of the Holy Ghost in him. So he says, it's God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things. Highlight all things. Say all things with me. All things. Without complaining and disputing. <laughs> That's tough. Okay, fine. I submit. You know, if the word's first, I'm going to have to submit under this. And if I do this, he'll back me up. He never told me to do anything he didn't empower me to do first. He will never tell you to do anything that he's already not already equipped you to do. Amen? He's already given you the resources to do it. Amen? When God says, take that building over here, he'll, he'll have lined up everything for it for me to take it and possess it. Amen? When he says. He's already worked. That's why I'm just waiting on his time to say, go. Amen? And then everything's already laid out. So don't run ahead without a firm foundation first. Let God work. That's why we need patience, right? Yes. To let God do his part. 
He's the builder. He's the layer, you know. And then I come along. Thank you. It's mine. <laughs> you did all the work. Amen. I just possessed it. Isn't that just like Jesus on the cross? He did all the work. I just possess it. He said it's finished. Time to heal delivered. You want it? Take it. Amen. It's like if I held up a $20 bill, or a hundred even, and my kids were around, they'd run up here and grab it. Say, this is for ice cream. And they'd run, and then they'd take it. So that word receive in Hebrew and Greek literally means to take. So whenever you see receive, that means to take forcibly. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by what? Force. So you need to take it, amen? you got to take your healing by force. And not let the devil have it, amen? you got to take your wealth by force, and you get off my money. Get off my bank accounts, amen? Tyler's right. The devourer's rebuked for my sake. He can't touch my accounts. I've never had theft. Ever. Tyler's right. The devourer's rebuked for my sake, amen? Praise God. You don't just need cybersecurity. Just get under Tyler's rights, amen? That's ultimate security for your money, amen? we got so many financial planners in the world. Might as well just go to him. He's the original Jew. He knows how to handle money, amen? Just get with him. <laughs> Praise God forever. Jesus was Jewish, amen? Can I get an amen? amen? Does everyone know Jesus was Jewish? He was a Jew? He was a perfect Jew. Amen? Fulfilled the law, which means he did every part of it for us so that we don't have to. Now we live under grace. Thank you. There's not over 3,000 commandments we have to keep and memorize on a daily basis. Oh, what a relief. <laughs> One of my first jobs as a chef was in Beverly Hills for a Jewish doctor. And he would have to leave the pilot lights on his oven and on his stove for me, because I wasn't Jewish, so that he would be able to touch him under Jewish law to light the fire for his cooking. So when I get home, he didn't care about his mansion burning down in Beverly Hills, apparently. But he did stick to that Jewish law. Well, that's just unsafe. Amen? Thank God for grace. That you don't have to remember those things. You can live safely under the hand of his love now. Amen? I just need to remember one commandment. Love. That's the only commandment we have. Just love. If I stay in love, I win every time. If I stay in love, I stay blessed. Under the blessing, not the curse. If I get outside of love... Here come the curse and the devil. I opened up a door. Dang it, get back in love. Don't I know better now? It's the same attack over and over again. Why do I keep making the same mistake? We'll get there. He's working in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. To be a lover all the days of your life until you meet love himself face to face. Amen? It's him who's working in us to do of his good will and pleasure. So do all things without complaining and disputing. I can't do that on my own. I know, that's why he gave us the helper, the Holy Ghost. If I'm tempted to complain or dispute, that's why he gave me the gift of tongues. Tame my tongue. James said, no man can tame his tongue. So your flesh, your will, your soul can't tame your tongue. Only the Holy Ghost can tame your tongue. That's why he gave you the gift of tongues. That's how important words are down here. God knew it. He created everything by words. That's why he gave you the Holy Ghost, the gift of tongues. The gift of tongues is only for the earth. You only need it down here. He says the gifts are going to pass away when you go to heaven. Amen? They're just for here. So you need tongues for here to tame your tongue down here. Amen? So you don't complain and you don't dispute and you don't murmur against anyone. <laughs> You're tempted. The, whole, the love of God constrains me. The Holy Ghost is in me constraining. Don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. And then you get into trouble when you do. Amen? Dang it. I stepped outside of love. Idiot. <laughs> get right back in love. Amen? <laughs> 
and it only takes a second. I noticed, when you notice it is the moment things change. You notice that? When you notice it's a, an enemy attack, when you're able to see, that's the moment the devil's dealt with. When you get knowledge into it. So when you get knowledge into your circumstance, ah, yeah, I see that. That's the moment things changes, that revelation. I repent. That's it's so simple. It's so easy. It doesn't take a lifetime to repent. Amen? It takes a second. I repent. I see it. Okay, I turn. Back to you. The place to be. <laughs> King of kings. Lord of lords. Amen? I'm under the shadow of the Almighty again. Things are good in here. Why'd I ever leave? <laughs> you know? Why'd I ever step out of my love command? It's so much better in here. It's so peaceful, so joyful, so sound. Amen? <laughs> Why depart? Paul has the same wrestle with the flesh. Amen? Same devil was there with Paul. Amen? It's the same earth, same devil, same tricks, same tactics. So we ought to learn. That you may become blameless. So notice this. Forbidding yourself to complain and dispute with others, you will become blameless and harmless. This is what this does. Holding your tongue. Biting your tongue. And just give God praises instead. Or replace it with the word. You may become blameless and harmless. Why is this a serpent? Gentle or harmless as a dove. I've never seen a dove hurt anyone. I've never seen a dove attack me or my children. Dove are safe. <laughs> In the Bible, he's referred to as the Holy Spirit, the dove. It's a, it's a mark, a symbol of the Holy Ghost. Why is this a serpent? Gentle as a dove. Amen? So you can look at a dove. Go, go look at doves. <laughs> See how gentle they are. And that's how we're supposed to be. Harmless. Amen? They don't talk. <laughs> and the greatest harm me and you can do is with our mouth. Anyone agree to that? Yeah. Amen? God can heal my body. God can raise me from the dead. But words, they're a different subject. They take some time to get rid of. Amen? It takes some brain and the Holy Ghost to churn up old words that have been seeded in you that you don't want there. Yeah. The offenses, pokes, condemnations, you know, judgments, criticisms. Praying in tongues will get rid of those too, amen? And stir up your soil so that it becomes fertile again for good words now to be planted in you again, amen? Amen. So children of God, blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. This means the generation that's out there, the world, they don't control their times. You can spend 30 seconds with anyone in the world and know exactly where they're at. Born again, unsaved, filled with the Spirit, not filled with the Spirit. It just takes 30 seconds, amen? Of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Shining as lights in the world is holding fast to the word of life and refusing to complain and dispute about anything. That's how we stay shining, amen? That's how we stay lit up. Among whom you shine as lights in the world, verse 16, holding fast the word of life. Of life. It's not the word of death. I don't believe in doomsday prophets. It's not the word of death. It's the good news. Amen? The gospel is what we're supposed to preach. Gospel means good news. Not bad news. Not sad news. Not bad news. That's CNN. <laughs> Go there if you want bad news. Come to church if you want good news. Amen? That's how it should be. We're under the good shepherd, not the bad shepherd. He is good. God is good, Jesus said. Not bad. Not sad. Not mad. Glad. He rejoices over you with gladness, the Bible says. He's always rejoicing, and he's glad. He ain't mad at you. He loves you. Amen? <laughs> he loves you. 
Praise God forever. Some people don't even know that. God's not mad at you. He's not upset with you. He loves you. Corrections for our benefit. Come back. Just fix this. I'm trying to bless you here. Amen? Amen. That's why we got the word of life. And we hold fast to it. So that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run or vain, in vain or labored in vain. Yes, and if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, faith serves, I am glad and rejoice with you all. I am glad and rejoice with you all. That's us he's talking about. So we should be the rejoicers and the gladness ones. Amen? The gladders and the rejoicers. Verse 18, for the same reason, you also be glad and rejoice with me. You also be glad and rejoice with me. How do I rejoice when circumstances seem adverse? He's writing this to us in the worst circumstances. Amen? Be glad and rejoice. Stir up the joy that's in you. Your rejoicing will overcome anything you're dealing with. That's how powerful the force of joy really is. It'll handle anything you're dealing with. At his right hand are riches forevermore and joy. Amen? It'll handle anything you're dealing with. Paul knew it and he operated in this. We see he was in prison three times, the scriptures say. Every time he rejoiced and praised God and was delivered. Same with Peter. It's the cure to deliverance is rejoicing. It's arguably the greatest faith you can exercise and have. It's thanking God already for the answer, rejoicing. is the highest form of faith. Praising, amen, and rejoicing. Thanking God that you're already delivered. Amen. That he's already set you free. Thank you, Father. That's the highest form of faith you can operate in. Thank you that you've healed my body. Thank you. I'm not moved by what I feel. Thank you. I'm not moved by my account balance. I'm prosperous. Amen. You called me rich. I rejoice. Hallelujah. I stir up the joy in me. Amen. It's in you. It's a fruit of your spirit for a reason. You've overcome this world. Amen. Joy will help you overcome. So rejoice with me. Verse 19, But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly, that I also may be encouraged when I know your state. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are of Jesus Christ. But you know his proven character, that as a son with his father, he served with me in the gospel. That word gospel means good news. So Paul was a preacher of good news, not bad news. Therefore I hope to send him at once, as soon as I see how it goes with me. But I trust in the Lord that I myself shall also come shortly. Hey, Paul had faith. I'm, I'm out of these chains. I'm coming shortly. This ain't going to last. This adversity will be turned to my triumph in God's amen. Every setback's just a setup for God. I'm coming soon. Don't worry. While well, he's in shackles in prison. This is his faith talking. I myself shall also come shortly. Yet I considered it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my fellow, my brother, my fellow worker, and fellow soldier. We're all in the army of Christ. But your messenger and the one who ministered to my need. Since he was longing for you all and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. For indeed he was sick almost unto death. And Paul tells us why he was. But God had mercy on him. And not only on him, but on me also. Lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore I sent him the more eagerly, that when you see him again you may rejoice. Rejoice. 
and I may be less sorrowful. Receive him, take him in, therefore, in the Lord with all gladness, <laughs> and hold such men in esteem, because for the work of Christ he came close to death, not regarding his life, to supply that was lacking in your service toward me. See, Epaphroditus was sick. Well, Paul tells us why. He was overworked. Anyone ever been there? Overworked? You know, stress, they've proven, is the leading cause of disease. So don't deal with stress. Say, I'm too blessed to be stressed. <laughs> That's what I say when the pressure's on. I'm too blessed to be stressed. I don't need to take stress. I don't want disease and sickness. I'm not going to deal with it. Stress, leave. Blessings come. In Jesus' name. Amen. So he was nigh unto death and sick because he was overworked because others in the church weren't giving their share of their part. So he felt like he had to do everything. Amen. Maybe he wasn't even resting on the Sabbath. You know, your day of rest. You got to take those rests that God ordained to keep going. Amen. We all need a day of rest a week. God said so. If God needed it, we need it. Amen. Think about that. If God himself needed it, we need it. Amen. To supply what was lacking. And that, I found if I honor the Sabbath, and I honor it, that just smooths the whole week out. Doesn't it? It just shellacks the week with his goodness and kindness and favor. If I honor the Sabbath and take my rest. Everything just seems to fall into place when I do that. You know, all the business, all the clients, it just seems to flow. Amen? The wisdom, the knowledge, the word, it just seems to flow better if I honor the Sabbath. You don't want his children being overworked. He wants us to live to 120, amen? He's into longevity and eternity, amen? Praise God. He's a marathon runner, not a sprinter. And sometimes you got to sprint, but you know, get right back in that jog. Jogging. <laughs> anyway. Chapter 3. <laughs> he came close to death, not regarding his life, to supply what was lacking in your service toward me. Finally, my brethren. <laughs> Andre, get this finally. This is a two-chapter, finally. <laughs> Paul knew how to talk, amen? Paul was long-winded. He gave us a good letter here. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. He could have ended right there. That's what his finally really is. Finally, brethren, did you get all I said to you? If you didn't, here's the cliff note. Rejoice in the Lord, period. Rejoice in the Lord. Let's just be honest with ourselves. How many of us rejoice on a daily basis? If we judge ourselves, we won't be judged. <laughs> Amen? So he says, this is a big cliff note. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. God seemed that this is really important to say it to us again and again 19 times. Finally, rejoice in the Lord, period. you got to do this to survive, he says. To thrive in this life, you have to rejoice. To stay blessed and in the kingdom, you're going to have to learn to rejoice in all your circumstances. For me, for me to write this, the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe or uh, worthwhile or productive. So he's saying, to, for me to talk about joy and rejoicing over and over again, it's a good thing. Until you get in, you know it, and you do it. Amen? Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the mutilation, for we are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit. Your spirit always wants to worship your Father who is a spirit. Rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. <laughs> There's another one you want to circle. That's a big one. 
So he commanded me not to complain, not to dis dispute, and have no confidence in myself. Well, there goes my life. <laughs> Good thing I'm in his, amen? This is what Paul's saying. I die daily. He's saying, you need to die to yourself so you can live for him. Amen. If you want to truly live, you got to die daily, amen? <laughs> Rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. I have all these plans because I'm a master chef. No, it's the favor of God. I ain't even that good at cooking. <laughs> Glory to God. It's the favor of God, man. <laughs> I, I don't put my trust in my gift or my talent, you know. My gift's in the gift giver and the talent giver, you know. Because people come and go, but the gifts remain. The gift giver remains, amen. But my, my confidence is not in my flesh, you know. When I have a good workout day at the gym, that ain't me. That's the Holy Ghost, man. Holy Ghost is sitting here, I don't get any credit. You keep taking all my credit. Well, we'll see how you do on your own then. Let's take a week break from each other. See how you do on your own. Amen? <laughs> Let me know how that goes. Amen? But the Holy Ghost is your strength. Amen? I was able to swim 20 laps. That's the Holy Ghost. Amen? I don't take confidence in my flesh, Paul says. It ain't me who's doing the work. It's God Almighty through me. I ain't your healer. Christ is the healer. He's just working through me. Remember, I'm just a weak vessel. That's why he gloried in his infirmities. Amen? So that Christ can move through him freely. I give all the credit to God. It's not my body, and it certainly ain't me. It's the favor of God, the grace of God on my life. Paul says, Amen? <laughs> Who worship God in the Spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I also might have confidence in the flesh, Paul's getting into the flesh just talking about his flesh. Because now he's going to brag and boast of his accomplishments. <laughs> Ready? Here's his list. <laughs> you got your list? You got your trophies on your wall? These are what I did. Amen? We should have God trophies. This is the breakthrough. That's what they did in the Old Testament. They set up tabernacles. They set up pillars. They set up statues to honor God. This is when he did this breakthrough. This is when he did this. And they taught their children about him. All the days of their life. This is when God did this for our family. Remember this breakthrough in our finances? They erected a, a statue, a pillar. Amen? A place of remembrance. So he says, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so. <laughs> Circumcised the eighth day, he fulfilled, he's saying, he's bragging in fulfillment of the law. Well, Jesus beat him, amen? Jesus fulfilled the whole law, amen? Jesus won up them, amen? Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal persecuting the church, concerning the righteousnesses in the law, blameless. He fulfilled the law. He was a good Jew. That's what he's saying here. I was a good Jew. I was under the law and I followed it to a T. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ, that word Christ, the anointed one and his anointing. He valued the power of the anointing as well. Yet indeed I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. That simply means don't have any other gods before me. If you're a golfer, if you're a motorcycle rider, if you have a hobby, it, it ain't going to come between me and me. Otherwise, i got to get rid of that for you so that I'm first place. And then you can have it back. But as long as I'm first, I'm a jealous God, he says, everything else will fall into place. Amen? He gives us richly and freely all things to enjoy. Amen? But he wants first place in our lives. Praise God. Amen? Jerry Savelle was like that. He was a body and paint mechanic, body worker. And he loved cars and he loved motorcycles. And that's why we spent all his days, 16-hour days he'd do at work. 
until the Lord finally separated him to the ministry, stripped his motorcycles from him, stripped the paint and body business, sold off his cars. And most of the time I've seen in ministers and men and women used of God, even every, you know, all of us who come to the Lord, I've seen things stripped because he wants first place. He's going to give them back. If he's first, amen, they'll just fall right into place. But he wants first place. He wants to build from a firm foundation of himself, Christ the rock, amen? And then build back your life up. So Paul's saying that here, I die. I, I count all these things as lost. Amen? He, says, he still says, I forget those things which are behind. All my knowledge, because this is fresh revelation, Christ. No one's ever preached this before. So he had to let go of those things which are behind the law to press forward into the grace and revelation of Christ. And this is what he preached. Amen? Praise God. We're wrapping up here. <laughs> Samuel's our cue. <laughs> Little cue ball. Thanks, Latha. <laughs> Little muggin. <laughs> My brother and Laza just got married this weekend, by the way. Congratulations. <laughs> I had to do it since she was standing up. And everyone's looking at that cue ball head over there. Samuel. <laughs> Praise Jesus. But I also might have confidence in the flesh. And then he goes through them. Concerning zeal, persecuting the church. Concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted lost for Christ, the anointed one in his anointing. Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ the anointing. That I may gain the anointing. We already have Christ. Now he's after the anointing. This is his first pursuit. Not things, the anointing. Got to get under the anointing. Got to receive the anointing. To receive it. Amen? Got to stay under the anointing. That I may gain the anointing and be found in him, Christ, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law. So Paul had to really unlearn some stuff. And if you and me were raised Baptist, you're going to have to unlearn some stuff. Amen? Some false teaching, some false doctrine, before you can uh, receive the word in its entirety. If you're raised Catholic, you're going to have to unlearn some things to learn the right things. Amen? Praise God for those people who are born again free, who don't have any religious training or doctrine in them. They can just eat up the word. I got my friend saved in the valley. He was a lifelong friend. Heron, became a heroin addict. And I got him saved just driving through Hollywood one day with uh, Kim Clement playing the God of Elijah. And he's like, hey, that's your name. I want this God. And I said, just say this with me. Heavenly Father. Got him born again in the car in Hollywood. Yeah. Then he lived for me for a while. Got him off heroin. Got him in the word. I gave him a Bible. I woke up one day and saw all these highlights in his Bible on his own. He didn't have any religious training to unlearn. He just ate the word for the word, man. And God delivered. Amen. Praise God, the word works. So you have to unlearn some things if you're taught incorrectly to learn the right way. They say that in any sport. If you're a golfer, you've got to learn the right stroke. You've got to let go of your wrong habits that you've developed and get in the right habits to improve. To get you straightened out, amen? And it may feel funky at first, straightening out, amen? Getting the right habits adjusted. But it's worth it. It pays off in the end, amen? Developing the right ones. That which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings, being conformed to His death, 
Paul said, I die daily. If by any means I may attain the resurrection from the dead, not that I have already attained or am already perfected or completed, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Never leave him. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, which is translated that differently, stopped. Apprehended means to stop or to um, capture. I do not count myself to have stopped, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. He never stopped. He just kept advancing no matter what. No chain could hold Paul. No chain can hold you. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind, forgetting those things which are behind, and pressing forward to the call of the high prize of God. And if in anything you think otherwise, God himself will reveal even this to you. Say me. me. Say he's personal with me. Personal. He talks to me on a daily basis. I draw near to God. God draws near to me. I can know anything I need to. He's my source. Amen. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, the anointed ones, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait, eagerly wait, get that, eagerly waiting. Aren't those contradictory? Nope, they go hand in hand. Eagerly waiting for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, and His coming, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to His glorious body, according to the working by which it is able even to subdue all things to Himself. He's able to do all things to himself, even our wills and flesh. Get in line. Come on, Will. So just get in line with his word. I command you to line up today. Body, I command you to line up with his word. By whose stripes I was healed. Body, I'm speaking to you. You get in alignment. You're healed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. And Will, I speak to you. I'm going to do his will today, not my own. I get you in check. I put you in line. In Jesus' name. Say it with me. I am a reigning spirit. I am a commanding spirit. And it's from my spirit that I truly live. Say, I have authority over all the works of the flesh. Over all the works of the devil. And over every thought. I take every thought captive. And bring it into the obedience of Christ Jesus. The anointed one. My reigning king. Say, I replace every thought with the thoughts of God, with the written word of God. And the word is made flesh and dwells among us. Give God a hand clap. Praise God. Let everyone enjoy this message. We will continue Philippians 4 because there's a lot in there next week. Amen. Isn't Philippians so good? Praise God forever. Let's all pray, shall we? Father, thank you for family. Thank you for the family of faith. Thank you, Lord, that you cut covenant with us. New blood flows through our DNA. I thank you for a fresh healing anointing upon every vessel, upon every body represented here today. I thank you for that healing anointing. 
You raised me up from a sick bed. You healed me from a chronic illness. And you're not a respecter of persons. You're just a respecter of faith. I thank you that your word produces signs, miracles, and wonders following the preaching thereof. So I call on your miracles. I call on your wonders. I call on you, Jesus, to do that which you did before the cross, healing everywhere you went, every body, every soul, every member. Thank you, Lord, that there was not one person feeble amongst their tribes, not one person lacked amongst their tribes. I give you praises, Father, for the ability and the privilege to sow and to reap, that we live from what we give. Father, we sow the word into our hearts this morning. We sow our word, your word, into our hearts this week, and we live thereby, and we have what it says. We possess it through the speaking of it, for life and death are in the hand of our tongue. Thank you, Lord, for your written word, which you called men to speak everywhere and see great things. Thank you for shifting atmospheres, shifting jobs, shifting assignments, shifting regions, nations, and countries even, just through the simple speaking and proclamation of the word of life. We give you all the praises, and we hold fast to it like Paul instructed us in the book of Philippians this week and month. May it be done to us according to your word this month of May. May it be done to us according to your word. We give you all the praises for miracles, signs, and wonders. However long you want to take or however short, it don't matter to us. I thank you that it is written and that it is finished on our behalf. Thank you, Father, for refreshing our steps this morning for a vibrant week ahead that we can meet a dying world with life-giving life power of faith on a daily basis. Thank you for these Bibles, our manuals for living that bring faith every day. We give you all the praises for your presence, all the praises for your glory, and we enter into it. For at your right hand are pleasures forevermore, riches forevermore, and joy. Thank you, Lord. We tap into it this morning. We live under an open heaven in a reigning king, and we have permanent access to the kingdom. Thank you, Lord. We call your kingdom to earth. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in this government, in this nation, on earth, just as it is in heaven. For the kingdom of heaven is upon your shoulder the body of Christ on earth. Thank you that we carry your kingdom and government everywhere we go, that we stand for justice, righteousness, peace and truth everywhere we go, that we're upholding this earth from being destroyed. We thank you, Father. We give you all the praises. Use us till you come. We love you. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 Did someone get something from the service? Amen. Thank you for joining us online as well. We're going to take up our tithe and offerings. It's good to be able to give. Amen. amen. Give you a chance to increase your income. If you want to increase, just find someone who's doing the will of God and sow into them. That's just the way. Amen. If you want to increase your income. So, Father, we pray over all our tithes and offerings today. We give you all the praises for 30, 60, and 100-fold return. More to do things with, more to bless others with, more to run our race with, and more to bring the kingdom of God to earth with. I thank you for wealth transfer in these last days that the wealth of the wicked has been laid up for us, the just. We call on that wealth transference now in Jesus' precious name. We call new business in. We call new clients in. We call income in. 
in the precious name of Jesus, for we live from what we give. Father, I put you in remembrance like you told me to of every seed ever sown into your kingdom. Thank you for our harvest for it. Thank you that every seed produces a harvest. I sow in faith. I give in faith for more to come. Thank you for increasing me more and more, me and my family, me and my children, for we are blessed of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Lord Jesus, I minister my tithes to you right now in offerings. I thank you for presenting them to the Father, a sweet-smelling sacrifice and Savior in his sight. Thank you, Father. I cannot give you. Thank you for multiplying it and measuring it back to me so that I have more to bless others with. Overflow. Overflowing. I claim tithers rights this morning for every member, every tither in Jesus' precious name, that the devourer is rebuked for their sake. So Satan, get. Get off their finances. Get off their lives. Get off their children. We are a blessed nation. And we're living in the overflow because of your covenant. Thank you, Lord, for doing it. We count it done. hundredfold return. In Jesus' precious name. Any of you agree with that, say amen. 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 Thank you, everyone, for being with us. We love you guys. Amen. Isn't God so rich? Isn't God so good? You just can't outgive him. Amen. <laughs> We're believing for a building this year, 2022. So just keep on believing with us. He didn't ask us to pay for it. He asked us to believe him for it. Amen. Amen. You know, I said this before. If there's a Starbucks on every corner, there ought to be a church. Amen. Where people can get fed the word of God. There's always someone for somebody. That's why he has so many ministry gifts. There's always someone for someone who'll touch you, who'll speak to you directly. So you just find out who that someone is and support him. Amen. And you'll get blessed. The same increase, the same anointing on them will come on you. That's guilty by association. That works for good or bad. Amen. You'll become just like the type of five people you run with. Amen. So run with those who will take you higher, not lower. Amen. We love you guys. Happy Sunday. Be being blessed. And one announcement, next weekend is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, moms. We love you. Marilyn Neubauer is going to be with us next Mother's Day to speak. And we just want to lay hands, that healing anointing's on her. She travels everywhere under that healing anointing. When I worked for Benny Ann, I saw the healing anointing upon him. And when I'm around Marilyn, I see it on her, big time. Maybe even more so, to a degree. They all operate in different levels and different things. But it's just a sweet anointing, that healing anointing. There's a stillness there with that healing anointing. So I encourage you, bring anyone who needs healing on Mother's Day. And we'll just lay hands on them and expect healing that day. Ooh, it's a good place to be the church, the hospital of the world. We give you all the praises. So thank you. We love you guys. Bye for now. See you.